Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Took back for Arfield. What a Burley! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burley players run to the Darwin end. What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott had that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the fire finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Claret and Blue. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kennan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice! And they have experienced Burnley a level and deserve to be. Hello everybody and welcome back to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast, full-time show after yesterday's draw at Deepdale. In for me, what is the first proper Lancashire derby game of the season? I know people will point to the Blackpool one, um, but I never really, I've never really hated Blackpool, you know, the way I hate Preston and, and Blackburn. I've, I've said there's still, again, there's different levels, there's Preston and then there's Blackburn. Um, but I do, I do enjoy a game against Preston, I do enjoy going to Deepdale and I did enjoy last night. I just found the game pretty frustrating. But if you are watching, get your comments in. Let me know your thoughts and opinions on the game. If you don't want to come on the show, then you could just put your comments in, as I said, in the chat. And I will chat about the good ones and some of the bad ones 
Um, and if you do want to come on the show, the link is in the YouTube comments if you are watching live on YouTube. So just click that link and I will be able to bring you in. Don't worry, it's not just me tonight. I do have Sam from the Clavets Roundup who will be bringing in in just a few short minutes. But first of all, I just want to give my tuppence worth. Um, I just found the game frustrating, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I felt like there was a lack of cutting edge. I think, again, there's been a bit of a debate on the socials already. Because I said Jay was non-existent, and I stand by that. I do think Jay was non-existent. I thought Teller was quiet as well. Um, but a few people out there, there you go. There's the first camera freeze of the show. Hopefully it comes back on because uh, sometimes it doesn't. There it is. There it need new camera. Definitely need new camera. Um, but yeah, what I was saying, yeah, Jay non-existent, um, Teller non-existent. Some people are debating whether it's you know a striker issue or a, a chance creation issue. And I think it's kind of a bit of both. Um, I do like Jay and I do think he'll get 20 plus goals this season. I just feel that in games where a team has no interest whatsoever in playing football, no interest whatsoever in, in in trying to come out and attack us like Preston didn't. They had they had zero interest whatsoever until the 95th, 85th minute, sorry. Then we do struggle to break them down. And at last night was another perfect example of that. And I just feel that we need something different. And we didn't have anything different. All the subs being brought on were pretty much like for like. A lot of people saying they think Twine will be the missing link. I'm not sure where he fits in. I do like Twine, and I, I did like him against Uddersfield, and he has got a decent shot on him. He might be somebody that comes off the bench at first. Because I don't see who he's dropping at the minute. Uh, maybe one of the wingers who's playing on the left or the right, but is he really going to want to play there? Um, you're not going to drop Brownell, are you? And I doubt you're going to drop Jay. Um, the hell with that? I don't know what happened then. Um yeah, apologies if you're watching on YouTube. Big green flash on my screen for some reason. I thought I'll, I'll wrap this up quickly so we can bring Sam in. Then, and if any, if anything goes wrong, then I'll just I'll just let Sam take over. Um, but yeah, disappointing is the only word. Says Mark Gormley. I wouldn't say disappointing. I think that is we were the better side by far. Preston had zero interest in playing, which I thought was a little bit shit house from them. That like you're at home. I know people will go, "Well, we did it in the Prem." That's the Prem. Um, I just feel that. You're at home, there's an onus on you to try and take the game to the opponents. And there was only one team trying to play football last night. And I don't want to sound like a footballing snob because for the last few years, we've been the exact opposite. However, they showed no interest whatsoever in playing. All they wanted to do was defend. They know the defence is pretty good, to be fair. So they just kind of hang their hat on that. Um, but I just felt that it was a little bit poor from Preston to not even want to play football. Simon Edmondson's in the chat. Evening, Simon. He says, how do from down in Leicestershire? How do, mate? Game felt a little slow in the final third, but a point's a point. A point is a point, mate, and a point away from home is never to be sniffed at, especially against a side with not just the best defence in the league, but the best defence in the league by a country mile. What is that? Only the second goal they've conceded or the third or, or something like that. They haven't conceded a lot, put it that way. Um, but we didn't look like scoring either through open play, did we? Let's be honest. I, I don't think we looked like scoring in open play. We obviously got the goal for a set piece. Their goal came from a set piece. They didn't look like scoring in open play. Um, so it was a little bit slow. I, I do feel that. And in the final third, that's what I'm saying about Jay and Teller. Both of them are non-existent, uh, but not necessarily um, their fault. Some people are saying, I just feel if a, if a striker... I don't know. I'll get onto it with Sam in a little bit, but I just felt that if if we'd had a different, you know, an out and out striker who who we could have brought off the bench maybe because we saw that Jay was struggling, who might have made some runs in behind. I know it's difficult to make runs in behind when you can't on their on their own goal line, um, 
But yeah, I felt like Teller was not pretty quiet as well. Uh, Benson played well, I thought. Someone did put that. Oh, there we go. Um, Bojanga said Benson created a few good chances, but nobody in the middle to nod it in. Yeah, I thought Benson played well, um, but he was played against Robbie Brady. And I don't... I don't really like this Robbie Brady slander. I know Johnny Tate was a big fan of him and he got a bit irate last night on the old um, WhatsApp group about why Burnley fans are criticising him, which I kind of agree in a way. I don't see what he did to deserve the booze. It's just a bit of banter in it, really. Um, but Bojanger also said Markson looked bright. He did when he came on. He did when he came on. I would personally start Markson. I think he was our best player um, before his red card. Um, TikTok, thank you for telling me. He says it's a second goal that they've conceded. So, um, yeah, it's 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 it just goes to show how difficult it is to break Preston down. And we did break them down. I'm mean, they only threw a set piece, but it was a good set piece. Uh, and we don't score from set pieces of all this season, do we? So that was a little bit weird. Um, but TikTok says people who claim disappointed or bad make me laugh. We played really well. Made some good chances. We just couldn't throw it in. Um, good point, TikTok. We have Dervy Soglu. I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong. Uh, don't know why he wasn't brought on. Yeah, good point. I don't know why he wasn't brought on. And just before we bring Sam in, so Sam, just so you know, I'm not just going to bring you in randomly, just so you're ready like I did to the American chap the other week. Uh, the True Red says, was very frustrating yet again to concede minutes later after Burnley's goal. Preston played that deep. It isolated J-Rod and Teller from getting involved. More like we know they can. Yeah, I do I do see the point on J and Teller. I, I'm not criticising them. I'm just, I'm just making a point on how they were. They were very, very pretty much non-existent. And quickly, I've just in another comment come in so Sam you're coming in after this one Mike Forrest says very frustrating I can see you doing the fist bump uh, but at least we are consistently picking up points we do lack a cutting edge but I think as the season goes on it will click for us happy with the start companies made overall perfect time to bring Sam in because I couldn't agree more with that Mike to be honest with you but Sam welcome to the show hope you're doing well buddy um, what were your thoughts on the last night's game because like I said my overriding emotion is frustrated I have to agree with you, to be fair. I mean, I went to the game, travelled about an hour and probably two hours there, two hours back. And other than that kind of first 10 minutes where Burnley fans were in unbelievable voice. I mean, like, you know, five and a half thousand Burnley fans at Deepdale. Like, you couldn't hear a word they were saying because mm. we were so loud. But I think after that, we build attacks up for so long. Like it, it, you almost like because I went with a, a few. I'm from Leeds. I went with a few of my Leeds United friends, and they were, they were sat there and they were like, I, "Where, where are you going with it all? Like we're playing the ball from defender to defender. It, it's a, it's like a brilliant ball into Brownhill, and then it just comes back and it starts again, and then it goes forward yeah. and it comes back, and it's like, you know what? Where are we going with it? But overall, I do think it was, it's a very good point. Like, they, you know, they have, they have only conceded two goals this season. And I mean, they're going to have a, their fans going to have a boring season this year because their football is absolutely shocking. Yeah, it's, it's one of them though, isn't it? Like, we had that kind of foot. I don't think our football was as bad as that, though, let's be honest. Under no, I do think I, I, I think, think it got some rubbish. unnecessary criticism. Yeah. I do feel like they just they just don't have that cutting edge up front. And I think they know that. I just think that mm. they think, well, if we attack teams, we're just going to get over. If they if they went at us yesterday, I genuinely believe we could we could have been falling up at our time or something yeah, like that. 100%, 100%. But I think it's it's one of them that you've got to play to your strengths. I think one of Preston's strengths is obviously defending, but yeah, I do agree. I think they'll have a frustrating season, but mm -hmm. maybe top 10 finish, but we'll see. A um, couple of subs made appearances last night. I've just seen a comment. Where's it gone now? 
Uh, I, I can't find it. I can't find it. Um, oh, here we go. Simon Emerson. Bayer and the other lad look bright. Sorry, I can't remember his name. I think it, it's Zayahu, Zayahu, something like that. Um, but yeah, the two subs that came on did look pretty good, didn't they? Yeah, Bayer looks comfortable on the ball, happy to bring the ball out of defence, and he kind of slotted in quite well with Howard Bellis, to be fair. Um, but the one for me, I think it's, is it Zaruri? I don't. I, I can't pronounce no it. I don't want to go. I don't want to go typical no. full Burnley lad. But I can't <laughs> pronounce half at new lads. But he, um, honestly, I mean, I, I put it in a tweet. I think for you know 80, 80 odd minutes, we we kind. Benson was the best player till that point. I thought, other than maybe like Jack Cork, thought him getting at players. The way he runs with the ball is is he's ridiculous at his feet. I mean, I, I'm stood in the stands and he's dancing around Robbie Brady. Yeah. It was brilliant. But when uh, Zaruri came on, he was getting the ball, beating a man and had the end product to get the ball across the box. And our, our two best chances after the goal were his crosses into the box. And it's you almost, you were shaking your head thinking, how have we not done this all game? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of chat, like we said, about the lack of cutting edge, and you're there mentioning that there was a few things, well, the, well, the few chances where we could have could have scored. Is it a striker issue or a chance creation issue or or, or a combination of all 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 two of them? I said three combination of both. <laughs> I, I do agree with you. To be fair, I do. I I, I said it to to all people over with while I were there. I, I don't think Jay was in the game at any point. I think I think he was. It's not his fault because of how how they set up, but he was a bit of a wanderer in in the game the other day. He he physically couldn't get he couldn't get himself into the game. He wasn't able to show for feet. I mean, I, I think they isolated him really well, and the same with Teller. But you know, it's a shame really because I thought he's had a brilliant start to the season, and I do think he is going to get twenty plus goals. But I don't I don't think I don't think him staying on as long as he did because he looked gassed as well by. Yeah, right, he did. The 60th minute. But that's a that's a point I'm going to bring up next. There's been a couple of people, and there's been another comment here from Sue. Uh, can't believe they didn't allow the new striker to play. Not going to even try and spell his name. He is like Barnes, but with more than two brain cells. We could have got the win with him. Now I'll ignore the Barnes comment. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, why wasn't he brought on? Why didn't company met that sub? You could see what we were doing weren't necessarily working for Jay. So why didn't the new lad come on? Just to try something different. And then if it is a chance creation issue, then it's just going to be the same, same anyway, but it's going to be the same with Jay on, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think if you if you bring him on and it's same old, same old, then I think as a manager, you've got a clearer idea of, you know, of, of whether or not it is the rest of them or whether it is your striker. If you if if I think Dervish or Glue, should we should we say that? I think that um, I think that's right. That sounds right anyway. Fantastic. I've done it well. <laughs> um well if he'd have come on and he'd have played, if if and he'd have, he'd have come on and he'd have played well, then company would have been like, well, we clearly know the reason now. But if it was, he comes on and we're still not ticking and we're still not able to break the lines, and you could either say it was Preston defending really well, or we are just too passive in a game. I I came out of the game a little bit more frustrated than I sound now because I've had time to digest it. Yeah, but I, I originally thought. We are so passive in games, and we we watch minutes go by, minutes where we could be affecting the game. You know, like we should have attacks that take two minutes to build up. With the players that we have in the championship and the money that we have spent on some of these players, we should be trying to, you know, get the ball, 
go at teams really, really pushes up the pitch. And I, I just thought last night it took us like five to ten minutes playing the ball from defender to defender and back to front. And I just thought it just took too long. Yeah, I know what you mean. I. I do feel like we are a bit passive sometimes. I think last night I'm leaning more towards the side of Preston were just defending. I, I say defending well. We didn't really give them that much to think about because they defended deep. And like you said, we couldn't mm. break the line. So we, we, we struggled. And as uh, Bojanga says, the only way that they could play was to const- constantly foul us. Like, <laughs> there was a, it was an element of that, that they broke a lot of attacks down by fouling us and things like that. However... They just defended too deep, didn't they? But that's my issue. Uh, if a side is going to do that, and admittedly, you won't see too many home teams do that against us because that's just like proper shit else. But when teams come to the turf, like Millwall did it, but we managed to break them down. Like, mm-hmm. And that's the point. What do you think the difference is there? Do you just think Preston are a better side defensively than Millwall? Because we eventually got the joy against Millwall and brought them down, whereas we couldn't do it against Preston. All right, we, we did break them down, but we obviously didn't get the win. Mm-hmm. But against Millwall, we obviously just managed the game really well. We're patient and got the two goals in the end and had a comfortable win. But obviously against Preston, we couldn't do it. Do you think that's just because they were better defensively? Um, I think um, my biggest thing, I, I think I said it last week, um, when Benson came on, he was a, he was a bright spark. It was a, it was a positive substitution. So yeah. you could argue that similar could have happened if he got his substitutions, right? I think some subs took quite a, quite a while to come on. I mean, I can't, I can't remember who the first one was. It Zuri was the first one on, or no, uh, Bayer. Bayer. Was the first one, yeah, it? Bayer was the first one. I've got it up on screen actually. I tell you what, I'll a, bring it. I'll bring it into the chat. Yeah, that was a false one. Yeah. yeah, but then the actual first substitution was Zuri because he came on, and, I, and I, like I said, I thought it was brilliant. And then Matson came on, and was that like the eighty-fifth minute he came on? It was very. It was really late in the game when Matson came on, surely. 84th, yeah, 84th minute. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But like, if 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 you're watching, if you're a football man, like, uh, this is no criticism of company, by the way. I'm one of company's biggest supporters throughout this. It's a it's a rebuild. Fans need to be patient in this situation. At the start of the yeah. season, everybody said we need to give the team time. It's a rebuild. You know, this season is to fine tune the team, his tactics, and everything. And then all of a sudden, we're like nine games in, and everyone's like, we're not top of the league. What's going on? It, yeah, it, it will take time, and these players are still gelling, and they're all very young players. But I mean, Madison on the 84th minute, you're in a game. It's one one since the 15th minute. You try to break a team down, and you can't. And you, you bring a, you bring some of your attacking players on the 84th minute. It just seems a bit mad. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I do feel like the subs were better against Millwall, as TikTok said. You've just seen it on screen there if you're watching on YouTube. Um, but then I have an argument of. Benson played well, but I feel like it would have been better coming on when they were a bit tired. I don't know, it's weird, but I feel strange saying that because he played so well. And I think I was going to give him my man of the match, but I think oh, we'll, we'll just, I won't give it in, but we'll get into that later on. Yeah. Um, I don't know, is, is that a daft? I'm thinking he's probably better off coming off the bench, running at teams when they're tired. But then it sounds sound strange saying that when he was one of the better players on the pitch last night. I think as an impact sub, I think he's, I mean, he's already proven that he's done it quite well. I thought he should have started, um, I think he should have started last week against West Brom. Um, but I, I suppose that's my own personal opinion. I, I didn't think him starting um, this week was was too bad. I thought, like you say, he played really well. I just thought, the, 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 there is part of me that thought Zaruri did what Benson did against Millwall. Like yeah. he came on and he affected yeah. the game. I thought him running at defenders, I, I, you know, 
I, I watched Benson all through the first half. He tired a little bit in the second half. But when Zerur came on, I thought he beat a man better than Benson did because rather because Benson does a lot of like you know quick turns and and you know he maybe doesn't get past someone straight away, but eventually he does. Zeruri was like, get the ball, one movement, and he's gone. And I yeah, think, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say you say that though, but I remember against Millwall, mm. JBG started if I remember rightly, yeah, and yeah. Benson come on in, in place of him. And I remember shouting at JBG for ages, like, beat a man, try and beat a man. Yeah, and they yeah. just weren't doing it. And then as mm-hmm. soon as Benson came on, he did it straight away. So that yeah. might be a, a thing of coming on during the game and, and yeah. having more energy than that. I don't if know, but I have seen Benson do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, stats are on the screen then. Ball possession, 72%. We all know that we were definitely the better side. Um, goal attempts, 12. Shots on goal, four. Shots off goal, four. Block shots, four. Free kick, 17 so the point that someone were making earlier on about them fouling us, which, you know, I've got no real issue with. As long as they're not horrendous tackles, it's game management, fair play to them. It, it, we've done it. We can't really criticise. Um, but looking at them stats, I think it just proves what we're saying, doesn't it? Better side, but it backs up what you're saying is all pretty passive. 72% possession and only four shots on goal, but that's not the first time we've seen that this season. I mean, all you have to do is look at the flip side. We've talked about how poor we thought Preston were. They only had one shot less on target than we did. Yeah, you know, we're talking about how well we played. I think this is the this is the only point that I ever get to when I when I talk about how well we play in games. Because I mean, I, I know this is ever so slightly off topic, but I've just looked on uh, on Google at all our next fixtures, and if you look at the win probability for us compared to every single team that we play. We're like fifty percent every time. Everybody oh, yeah. has us to go and win the game. And, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm I struggle to see that sometimes based on going week in week out, home and away, and seeing these games and seeing how sometimes we are passive, and then we are quite susceptible to a counter attack. And yeah, I, I can just sometimes see in in some of these in these pictures where I think you know Bristol City are brilliant. How are we? Bristol City are very good attacking. Very, very very good attacking. Very good. And how how are we? How have we got a win probability of like nearly fifty percent against them? Yeah, obviously we'll get on to the Bristol City game on the pre-game show, but Mm. I'm I am a little bit worried about that one because they're they're very good attacking. Obviously Mm -hmm. they they dispatched Rovers quite easily uh, recently. Naki Wells getting two, I think, or definitely scored and all that much. And I think he'll do. You know what? Realise Naki Wells will probably do very well in a company system, but I seem to be saying that about everybody who's left, to be honest. But you mentioned the next fixtures, Burnley, Bristol City, Cardiff, Burnley, Burnley, Stoke, Coventry, Burnley, Burnley, Swansea, Birmingham, Burnley. Um, some tough games in there. The Bristol City one, I think, will be tough. Um, Stoke, they're a miss. Coventry away, if they get the lad that we tried to bar back or hair. Uh, Swansea, for all knowing our look, could have clicked by then. Um, but I, I see a few wins there, so... Uh, uh, You've mentioned already that you know you feel like we need to give them time and things like that, and we are doing, and we've started well to say that we are still giving them time. But looking at their fixtures, I'm hoping that you know we might be knocking on the door of the top two by the end of the Birmingham game. But I don't know if I'm you know getting a little bit arrogant of anything there. I think um, I think when you look at the fixtures, I think you have to. I mean, I, I, that's, like I say, I said it last week about um, about you'll know more when we get pass uh, get to the World Cup. As soon as you get to the World Cup, you'll kind of see the table forming, see which teams are going to struggle, which teams are going to do well, and which teams are just, you know, going to be happy for mid-table, kind of. Um, I think I'd love to see us get 12 points from them games. 
But I mean, Swansea. I mean, I feel like playing against Swansea would be like playing against us. They like to get seventy percent at ball as well. I don't know yeah. how that game's going to go. Bristol City, like you say, are, are, are brilliant going forward, and we've not really had properly yet a team that is not only in form but also can do well against these young defenders that we've got who, you know, haven't really been attacked because we keep the majority of the ball. Yeah. Um, you know, going through all the other games, it's all just 50-50 really, isn't it? But th- I, th- I think those two games especially are the ones to kind of worry about. Yeah, definitely. Just going back to the game then, Simon Emerson says, I put on Twitter, when we won the league, we went 23 undefeated. We drew 15 games and lost five. Be patient. I'm sure we will find the missing ingredient. He makes a good point. I saw someone put on Twitter after the game. We've played nine games now. We've lost one. So despite us being a quite an attacking side, we see, do seem to be quite difficult to beat, don't we? Which is mm-hmm. a good sign. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can't really, I can't really say one defender so far has been bad. I think, I, th- I mean, I'm I'm starting to love Murich. I, I, I am. I know he slipped against. Pres- I know there's not he much you can do about that, though, is there? Just, you know, things happen in football, don't they? Like, but I, I'm I'm starting to love having him in goal. And I think Roberts had a had a really good game. I was I was ever so slightly critical um, about a week or two ago. I actually think he was really good last night. And I think yeah. Howard Bellis's goal, he took it really well. And I think he defends brilliantly. Uh, I think his balls out from defence are really good as well. I think sometimes he just needs to think left and right sometimes rather than trying to always play it through. Uh, like you said, Bayer did well when he came on as well. So I think yeah, it's, that, it's that, a good that was going to be my next. That was going to be my next question. Obviously, it's looking like Charlie Taylor. Obviously, Simon Emerson has just said any news on the injuries. Well, we know Darko's out for a couple of months. We probably won't mm-hmm. see him now until after Christmas or just before the World Cup, maybe. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, Simon, on our Twitter yeah. or, or, or other people's Twitter, but he is injured. There's no, no news on Charlie Taylor as yet that I'm aware of, and they're the only two injuries as far as I know, unless someone else got injured last night uh, that I can't remember. Um, but just thinking on that. I like the look of Bayer, so I'm not necessarily too fussed. I, I don't mm. mean that as a negative to Charlie because he's played very well this season in a role that he's never done before, I don't think. Um, but looking at Bayer, and again, I remember at one point, he does what Taylor does, Taylor Hewabelli, sorry, where he gets the ball in defence and runs out. And that's obviously what mm. company likes, doesn't it? And he encourages that. So I'm happy to see him get a run of games. I think he's going to be another very good defender like Taylor Hewabelli. is going to be a very good defender. Mm. Yeah, I think, I, I think he... He came into the game and he, he slotted in seamlessly. I think, you know, uh, defensively he looked good. His positioning was good. His balls out of defence were good. But I thought his, his ball carrying was was really good. He, he he wasn't afraid to see the gap, like you say, like Howard Bellis does, and just burst into it and, and get as a stage up the pitch. I think that's the main thing in company system that I am I am really enjoying is... I'm seeing the phases of play build up from different areas. We're moving yeah. higher up the pitch constantly. So if we break the line of the attackers, you've got to think, if Howard Bellis is playing the ball left and right with Bayer constantly over and over again five times, them strikers get tired. So then you play it forward, that skip them, they're not getting yeah. back. Then you've got the midfielders. Cullen is so good at being able to pick that pass to the next phase. So he gets in there, and I think it's once we get there, that's where I think we struggle. We break it up to the point of being on the edge of the box perfectly. And the second we get to the edge of the box, we're kind of like, what on earth do we do now? Yeah, like, I did feel that last night. I did feel that mm-hmm. last night. A good point that Simon made. I do forget that Teller went off injured, but he did go off injured. I've not heard anything on that one other than 
So Alex James say that company was a little bit coy on it, so he's not too sure how it's going to be, but uh, we'll see on that one. But just going back to Bayer, uh, Sue says, uh, Bayer looks solid so early, not easy to adjust to a new league and honours a sub. Yeah, uh, I do like the look of um, of Bayer so far. But um, yeah, uh, flyover Fred says, we played well last night. Nobbers are no mug, are <laughs> no mugs, and we battered them. Once Twine is back and he starts pinging shots from 25 yards, these teams will have to come out, then gaps open up for us. That is a good point, to be fair, because he does like to shoot, and they're going to have to try and either close us down or hopefully just concede a few goals. But I do want to chat, because you've just said there, like, we've kind of gone full circle, because at the, at the first part of the podcast, we're talking about how we were passive and we have all this possession. And there was elements of that last night. But then, obviously, you're now saying that they're doing it and then break, encouraging to, to break the player down, which is good. And, obviously, that's why we have the possession. Um, but what is the missing ingredient? Because a lot of people, like Fred says, that is your real name, Fred, um, are saying that it's going to be Twine. Twine's the missing ingredient. But I, I'm not sure. I like Twine. I do like Twine. Not, I'm not that I've seen much of him. But from what I saw him at West, West Brom, MK Dons last season. I do think he'll be good for us. But is he... Is he the missing ingredient? Can he have that much of an impact? I don't want to sound like I am um, putting all my eggs in that basket, but at the start of the season, before we were even linked with him, I said, right, we're going down to the championship. If you're a team with any kind of ambition, all my eggs were in the Scott Twine basket. If if he, if whatever team signs him, he's an instant starter, he's an instant world beater, and he's going to be great. Because of how Brownell's done in that in that central cam role, I, I really do think it makes it so much harder to fit him in. But yeah. he has to play. He really has to play. He, he, he has something about him in a division where you need that one standout player to do something in a game. And this game is perfect for how that is. You know, you're sitting back, you're struggling to break it down, and then you get a free kick at the edge of the box, 30 yards out, and he... And he can, he has the ability to ping one into the top bins. He, he is a fantastic player and a, and a real coup of a signing for us, absolutely. Yeah, well, obviously, we saw his free kick against Huddersfield, which was, well, could have been sensational, was seven inches away from being sensational. Um, but where does he fit in then? Like you said, you just said if it wasn't for Brownhill's start to the season, you know, you'd just put him in that role. And I agree that number 10 will, role will be perfect for him. So if, say, he's fit for Bristol City, he's not going to be, probably. But say if he is fit for Bristol City, what would you do there? Would you say, Ray, I'm dropping you, Brownell, because Twine has to play? Or would you say to Twine, right, you're just going to have to wait, I'll stick you on in 60 minutes? I think this is probably why I'm not a football manager. I, I think <laughs> that must be a, a real, you know, a, a really difficult um, decision to make. For company, I mean, I saw midweek. He said that it'll be a it'll be a really nice surprise for Burnley fans to see, mm. um, because because even even company knows. I mean, he's he's a he's a well established pro in the world of football. A lot of people admire the opinions that he has. It for him to to think that about a player, he's not really come out and said much about all these other individuals. For him to be able to be big enough to like that, he must have seen something where he thinks this guy's going to be pretty decent. But I mean. It's so hard because you can't drop Teller, really, because he's been so good. And I know he didn't have a fantastic game last night, but you, mm. you can't drop him. He's had a great start to the season. Yeah. Brownell's had a, an even better start to the season. He's, he's probably been my favourite player so far this year because giving him that freedom in an attacking sense has really opened my eyes to not 
not that Daesh held us back, but he held individuals back. Yeah. You know, dropping him into that into that two with Westwood, you know, it takes away from the the game that he's I mean, he's, he's hitting balls from 30 yards and it's just it's just going in every time. And he, I know he tried one at Preston overnight and it wasn't great, but <laughs> but I don't think you could put Twine on the right. I just I just don't think I don't think you could put him there. No, well, Sue or Sue Sue says Twine best in the left wing spot. We can't drop Brownell. Uh, I put a comment up earlier on uh, from TikTok who said put Twine where Jay Rod is playing. Then he followed that up with playing with a false nine. I don't think you can drop Jay so much yet. Based on last night's performance, maybe, but I don't necessarily think it was Jay's fault. I think it was just struggled. To, to break, as we've mentioned already, I don't need to go over it again. Mm. But uh, where are you thinking then? Left wing? Or, or you, know, you were shaking yeah. the J suggestion, so you're not thinking just, dropping for J. I, I, I remember seeing something near the start of the season where, I, I, and I don't know if it's all poppycock, but I remember <laughs> That's seeing a proper something. Yorkshire term, that, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't but um, I, I remember seeing something near the start of the season where it was, I, I believe someone said, or he'd said in an interview somewhere that he didn't really like the striker position. It's not his natural position. He was moved from left wing MK Dons into a central position. And yeah. he's not totally sold on being a lone striker. And I do see that. That that was my thing with the whole, you know, all the eggs in the Scott Time basket. Like when you buy somebody like that, you have to play him where you like. You just have to and the fact that Teller's come in and played so well and Brownell's had a storming start to the season, it makes it so hard for company to even have to decide who goes where. But I agree with yeah. you. I think as a substitute appearance, and if he can if he can trump either one of them from their performance, however they start, I think he starts getting into contention for whatever whatever position he gets into. But yeah, but it's one of them with a few injuries are totting up now. Teller went off the other day, although someone in the comments did say that the company said he's not too concerned about that one yet. Obviously, you know. Dark horse injured. So if injuries keep totting up, he's just going to naturally find himself in the team anyway. And, and probably um, just just found his way into the team. As I said that way, I did put a comment up earlier on about Jack Court because somebody said, have we mentioned how well Jack Court played yet? Yeah, you did mention that earlier on, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just a word on Jack Court because he's one of them that I do feel doesn't get the recognition he deserves. However, he's started to get some of that recognition, to be fair. I think Burnley fans are starting to realise how important he is because when he played bad against West Brom, the entire team played bad. But mm-hmm. he was class last night, weren't he? Yeah, I thought I thought it was brilliant. The, the the way he wins the ball back. I mean, for for a guy that I he, I have to admit he runs quite awkwardly. I think I think he <laughs> runs around the pitch and he, and he he does look like he's chasing people, but he's always there. He's always yeah. got a foot on the ball. He's always one step ahead of him, and that's that's having Premier League knowledge and all this experience in the game. He knows where to be. He knows that you know he might not be as fast as he used to be, but he knows he's he's adapted his game to be able to to play well in that role. Now I think. We missed him a lot in the Premier League when we were playing Westwood agree, and Brownhill. Yeah. The, they, them two can run around 10 times more than Jack Cork can. But the amount that he... It's effectiveness in the position that he plays and the role that he plays. And the role he plays is breaking play up and getting the ball halfway up the pitch. He's, you're never going to see Jack... I mean, he did, again, he did shoot from like 20 yards the other night and it went straight into the keeper's hands. But you're never going to see Jack Cork take three players on a net ball from outside box. It's just not yeah. his role. He doesn't play yeah. like that. 
I agree with what Sue was saying. What I've just put on the screen there. Uh, best midfield in the league by far, Corky, Brown and Lecullen. But they complement each other so well, don't they? Because you've mm-hmm. got Corky, like you say, doing the legwork, breaking the play down. Then he gets it, we'll spray it out. You can give it to Cullen, who can pick a pass out, as you've already mentioned. Then you've got Josh Brown, who loses the best attacking midfield of the three. So they complement each other very well. And I, I agree, I think it's the best midfield in the league. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I couldn't tell you about a midfield. I think Watford is ever so slightly close, but... I, I th- West Brom maybe because obviously they yeah. did well against our yeah, midfield. Yeah, they did do quite well. Th- I just think we had enough now. If I'm perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah. No, I I thought that as well. But I mean, coming coming into this game, our our midfield three for now is set for me. They, they yeah. start every game. You can't change it. That core of midfield. I mean, Brownell were getting into some brilliant positions um, last night, but he just struggled to get bring it down and play it forward. Um, but we're getting into some great positions. I just think it is literally just that cutting edge. It's that final pass or, you know, split yeah. decision where you've got to make, does it go out wide or does it go through the middle? You have to just do it. Sometimes I feel like a, a player gets stuck in two minds and they think, right, I'm not even going to decide. I'm just going to go back and play it backwards. And you just think that's all fine because we never looked like conceding other than when we conceded, but we, ne- we never looked like we were going to concede, really, yeah. you know. Last five minutes are a... A little bit twitchy, but that's just probably the last five minutes thing. <laughs> thinking, don't lose it now, don't lose it now. Uh, we've hit around 40 minutes, so we'll start wrapping it up now. But of course, we always try and get your man of the matches. So if you could put your man of the match in the comments and we will put them on screen and read them out. I've already mentioned that I'm not going to give it to the traditional person that everyone's giving it to. I think everyone's mentioning Benson, which is fair enough. You know, he ran Brady ragged last night. I just felt that, you know... Taylor Hayward Bellis, he was class. I think uh, it's weird because we're talking about how. Preston weren't that great going forward, but pretty much everything that they did try and do was mopped up pretty easily by Taylor Hare with Bellis. It might just be a case of them not being good enough going forward, but I've been very impressed with Taylor so far, and of course he got the goal. Um, so Taylor Hare with Bellis for me. Uh, Sue in the comments agrees, so I'll take that one. Um, Flyover Fred says he's going to give it Bellis. Uh, just before I do get your man of the match, Sam, I've had another comment on Sue on odds. Um, Bucky's at Burnley at... Um, Decimal one point six. What what's that in the standard one? I work at a bookies and I don't even know what decimals are. <laughs> um, one point six six decimals to win Bristol four to one playing tonight away. So tired legs, you'd imagine. Yeah, just going back to that one. But yeah, on the man of the matches, I've gone Taylor Hayward Bellis. Fly over Fred's gone. Um, Bellis. Um, so I've, I've read that earlier on. Fly over Fred. Sorry, I thought you said Benson, but yes, you've gone Bellis as well, same as me. I fucked up there. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and Sue says Taylor Hayward Bellis as well. But Sam. Who are you going to go for? I am going to go for Cork. I thought, you know, his ability to win ball in, in midfield was was just perfect. You know, he, he he never looked like he was ever going to get dispossessed. He, he he played everything forward into the right areas. It was the players that were receiving the ball weren't making the best decisions. I do think Howard Bellis had a great performance. Like you say, yeah. he was eating everything up and the goal, it were a good header to be fair. You know, I, I, never thought, I didn't think this season we'd score from a set piece, which is weird we've to say. So, we've been so poor at set pieces, haven't we? So yeah, no, I do yeah. agree with that. Stuart Rose is in the chat. It's good to see him back. It's not, that's a name I've not seen on the chat for a while. Hope you're well, mate. But yeah, Taylor Howard Bellis for Stuart as well. But yeah, Sam, I can't really argue with Cork as well because, you know, he was fantastic and he he offered the protection in front of Taylor Hayward Bellis. It probably made him look look better than, you know, than he could have been. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, Howard Bellis had a great game. The goal was taken really well. And and this is what I mean. We we, we never really looked like we're going to concede because we are set up re- relatively well defensively other than sometimes on the counter-attack. But I think... 
the majority of Burnley fans have accepted that if we're going to concede, that's probably the way, or from a set piece. Yeah. Um, and but I just I just thought Cork's ability to win the ball back and his first instinct isn't I've won it, let's give it back to the defender and then they can play out from the back. It's he's won it, I'll turn, I'll play. And like I say, it was just that little area in the final third where we just weren't kind of clicking as well as we normally do. But it'll come. Yeah, I agree. You know, there's been games where it has come. Wigan, mm -hmm. Millwall, you know. Um, and I do think there's been signs of what is to come. There is going to be frustrating moments because, you know, there's still a new squad, still a young squad, still learning a new style of play, still playing a new formation. And teams know that if they open up against us, they will get murdered. That's why mm -hmm. Preston played the way they did last night, which I could get. I do think it's a little bit, not pathetic, that's, that's a strong word, but I've thrown it in there anyway. But as a home side, I feel like you've got, some you've got you'd need to you need to at least have a little bit of an attacking threat and they had absolutely nothing um but they won't care they got the result that they wanted they were celebrating it like you know like like a win so that that mm. tells me a lot mm. of the stuff that you know I'm, I'm happy that you know that people are seen as, as a threat and someone put a comment earlier on that i didn't put on the screen i'm not going to go and search for it because it was at the start of the stream but a lot of preston fans on social medias on their message boards were saying that they had watched you know 10, nine, 10 games so far this season and Burnley were the best team that they'd seen so far. So I think that says a lot about how well we are doing and how well we played last night. But Sam, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you for coming on the show. Just before we go, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you? Because of course you've got a, an up and coming Burnley page as well. Yeah, it's uh, the Clarets Roundup page. Um, like I've said before, I, I just, I talk all things Burnley. Uh, any, like I say, everything that happens, games, lineups, predicted lineups, transfers, I'm always there talking about it, and I love a good, I love a good dialogue. I love, I love, I love going back and forth with people about things, getting different opinions. So yeah, yeah, fair enough. Give him a follow if you haven't already. We do like to invite fans with the pages on here. I've had um, what's he called, Dan from Turf Moor House on before. I've, oh, I've yeah. had, I've had uh, some of the top BFC lads on before. Cameron was he called? I can't remember. And the lad that runs a Twitter page anyway. But yeah, we do like to 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 have them sort of people on and have the fans on. But Sam. Thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. I'm sure we'll see you again probably, you after the Brist probably after the Bristol City yeah. game. But but uh, I'll give you a message and we'll see. <laughs> if you have joined the stream halfway through and you want to watch it back when I end the live, which I'll be doing so in about 30 seconds, you could just watch it back from the start. So just hang around, press play, and it'll start from the start. If you'd rather watch it, uh, sorry, listen to it on a podcast when you're driving to work tomorrow, for example, or wherever you're going later on today, maybe, or you're going somewhere else tomorrow, it will be out as a podcast in probably around 45 minutes because I'm going to go and put my four-year-old to bed now and then I've got to start work myself at eight. So <laughs> it, should, it should be up soon. But thank you for coming on, Sam. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank, thank you, everybody, for, for commenting me. as well and watching. It's been a pleasure. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.